Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And as always, if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can attend our online networking events, you can get support, you can even study our vegan marketing course and just be part of this wonderful community of vegan business people. And trust me, no matter what stage your vegan business is at at the moment, you're going to get more successful and you're going to grow quicker if you've got other people around you who understand why you are doing what you're doing and are on the same mission that you are. I'm recording this episode on the back of Lisa's last Make It Happen workshop. Now, these workshops are our accountability sessions where we meet with members each month to help them set goals and get updates on the goals that they set last month. And as part of these sessions, we always ask people to identify their biggest barrier to hitting their goals. And the number one reason this month was lack of motivation. Now, I like to think that we give a lot of good, hands-on, practical advice in these podcasts. I like to share with you how to actually do something. And at the end of each episode, I want you to go away with some knowledge that you didn't have before, knowing that if you go and put into practice what we've just spent 30 minutes talking about, that that's going to have a positive impact on your business. But it's that bit about actually going and putting something into action where I know a lot of us fall down. But you can't just sit there waiting for motivation to happen because it just doesn't. That's not how it works. If you wait to do something until the motivation to do it manifests itself, then you're still going to be sat there waiting this time next year. It's great to listen to this podcast and get all fired up whilst we're talking. But then what do you actually go and do afterwards? How long does that warm glow of motivation last after you finish listening? Do you run off and go do the things that you now know you need to do? Or does life get in the way? And you've got to wait until the next time we talk for that motivation to come back. And this is generally how motivation works for most people. It's like a firework that goes off with this huge bang, but then just twinkles away. And that's why if you go to the gym in the first couple of weeks of January, you can't get through the door. All the people with New Year motivation are clogging up the treadmills, but just wait a month and it's back to normal. That New Year motivation it's twinkled away and you're back in front of Netflix and eating Oreos for breakfast. And this is what people tell me, that they get all motivated to do something, but that motivation, it just doesn't last. Well, neither does taking a shower, which is why it's recommended that you do it every day. Now, to understand how motivation works, you need to first understand how the human brain works. And the human brain, it's 
amazing. It has evolved to be the most incredibly lazy lump of soft tissue anywhere in the known universe. I mean, it doesn't actually do anything. It's evolved to be carried around. It doesn't have to feed itself and it is constantly looking for shortcuts. If your brain can find a way to avoid using energy, it will find it. Your brain it's wired to be lazy because being lazy has huge survival benefits in the here and now. So think back to the time when our brains evolved. So think back to our ancestors. Food might have been scarce and you never know when you might have needed this burst of energy to outrun a predator or just to survive a drought or a migration. Moving around unnecessarily uses energy. And your survival and the survival of those in your group might have relied on how much of that energy you were able to store up for future use. So if you're out gathering food, then you will survive longer if you can gather it in a way that depletes the least energy possible when doing it. So if you can get someone to bring it to you instead, then perfect. You want the food you collect to give you more energy than the process it took for you to collect it. Now, does that sound familiar in today's world too? Because it's this prehistoric wiring, which is something that we now have to fight against. Your brain is making a constant evaluation of your situation and it will ask, is there something easier I could be doing right now? Is there some way to get to the end of the day by expending less energy, mentally and physically? And that's why the average person spends three hours a day watching television. That's 21 hours a week where your brain has you in power saving mode, but it's still conscious and it's still getting entertained. Now, I'm not trying to give you a natural history lesson here. Instead, I'm helping you understand why it's so hard to keep motivated. And if you're one of those people who say, well, my motivation never lasts, it's not supposed to. That is not how the brain is wired. You are exactly the same as everyone else. Motivation, it's not a natural state of mind. It's something that you need to make a conscious effort to maintain, and it's often against our nature. And when you come to peace with that, when you know that your brain, it is going to be working against you, you can be ready for it. And that's all that really motivated people do. They have learned that they need strategies to keep themselves motivated. They know that it doesn't just happen naturally. If you drive a car, then when do you choose to charge up your car or to fill it with petrol? Do you wait until the car completely <laughs> grinds to a halt and then just say, oh, well, I guess I'll just stop here then? Or do you make sure that you've got enough fuel or enough energy in your car to get you to where you're planning to go? And if it's a long trip, you know that the fuel or the charge that you have won't get you to your destination. So you plan where you're going to refill. And motivation, it's just the same. You need to accept that it doesn't just magically appear. It doesn't last. And you need to take responsibility for making sure that you're filling up so you have enough of it to get to where you're heading. And you'll be surprised how much 
easier this is than you might think because we've already identified that your brain is chronically lazy. It's looking for those shortcuts. It's looking for ways to stop you from expending physical and mental energy. But that same brain it will also make sure that you beat your 100-meter run personal best time if a bear was chasing you. Okay, so if your brain can see a real tangible benefit to doing something, such as not getting eaten by a bear, then it will give you all the motivation you need. It will even plug in some helpful adrenaline to make sure you achieve that goal of not getting eaten by a bear. And that's why sometimes you need that modern equivalent of a bear chasing you to get things done. A deadline or a hard cutoff point. And in our goal setting workshops, one of the tips that Lisa gives is to tie a task to a live event. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you need to get your new product launched, then book a stall at an event where you're going to launch it or invite all your customers down to a launch event one month from now. You need to get your website finished, then pay for an advert in a magazine or in an email newsletter that goes out to 20,000 vegans and has a link to your new website. Because believe me, even if you need to work through the night to get your website finished, you will have it live and online by the time your advert goes out. That's the modern equivalent of having a bear chasing you. And you can use that virtual bear to motivate you to get all sorts of major tasks wrapped up and complete on time. But this kind of motivation, it's just reactionary. And it's a really handy tool, but you can't live your life having to be chased by bears to get things done. What I really want to talk about in this session is the kind of motivation that doesn't need something chasing you to get you moving. That self-starting motivation that happens because you've shown your lazy brain that there's a huge benefit to you doing something. And a lot of people, when they talk about myself and Lisa, they often mention our positivity and our motivation. And to me, that's no surprise, because motivation comes from positivity. And positivity comes from having hope. And hope, that comes from knowing that change can happen. As a vegan, hope is something that we're all really familiar with. We want a fairer, cruelty-free future where animals are not killed or used as commodities. And if you're vegan, you are in a huge minority. Going vegan might have put you in conflict with your friends, your closest family, even your children. But you were motivated to do it to help bring about a change. Every animal-based product you replace on a shelf, that's proving that we can still have everything we want in the world without having to involve animals in its production. At some point, to become vegan, you had to make that connection with what you are eating, drinking or wearing and the animal that it came from. And in the same way, you need to make your connection with the reason that you first started a vegan business to give you the motivation to make it a success. Seeing hope in the future is an amazing 
motivator. And if you know that your business is going to make that difference, then that fuels you to get better at doing it. And this is why we always say that you need to connect your company with a vegan cause in some way. And maybe you are directly replacing an animal product on a shelf. Or maybe your company is vegan by stealth because you know you connect with a wider market and start more people on their plant-based journey that way. But keep a log. Keep an estimate of how many people you think you've started on that vegan journey or how many you've actively converted to be vegan with your business. Keep a log of how many animals' lives you think your business has saved. And if you made your business even more successful, how many more would you save? How many more people would you convert? Because having a mission, that is an amazing motivator. Some vegan companies also have what I like to call a vegan side gig to keep them connected to the cause. They might donate their team's time to help out at their local animal sanctuary, or they might even organise events and go out doing educational activism with time and resources paid for by their main business activities. I even know companies who have been set up with a goal that 100% of their proceeds are going to fund a rescue centre. And when you are that mission-driven, the motivation, well, it's just baked into your business. So maybe if you do have a vegan business and you're struggling with your motivation, ask yourself, have you set out to make a big enough impact on the world? So perhaps instead of planting trees for every order you get, put 10% of every sale or invoice into a community fund. If you're a vegan web designer, you might use that community fund to give a worthy vegan cause a new website. And the more successful your company is, the more you can give back this way. And that can be a huge motivator to making a really successful business. At Vegan Business Tribe, we know that the advice and the support that we give, it's changed some people's lives. We know that the tribe has really helped people who are at the point of giving up on some amazing vegan ventures to reignite their passions for what they were doing. That's where our motivation comes from. We're seeing the difference that we're making and that spurs us on to make more. We have a mission because I know that the more successful vegan businesses there are, the quicker the vegan business scene grows and the quicker we move towards that vegan world. Okay, so that's all really good stuff. And I'm expecting that you're already more fired up by now than when we first started this chat. And that is great. But as I said to you earlier, you need to take responsibility for this motivation. You can't expect your partner or your friends to keep it going. You can't rely on me to keep pepping you up. It's all down to you. And this is exactly what every really motivated person I know does. They're not just a naturally motivated person. I don't think that there's actually such a thing. Instead, they have taken responsibility for that motivation. And if you are sat there now thinking, but I just don't have any motivation, then it's down to you to go out there and 
create it. You need to nurture it, not just as a one-off firework, but as a constant force in your life. And this isn't something that happens straight away. You need to lay siege to your lazy brain. You need to coax it. You need to develop a strategy to teach your brain what motivation can achieve. And the best way to do this is to show it. Classic motivational speaker Jim Ron said that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think there's some truth to that. If your brain sees all the people around you also watching 21 hours of Netflix a week, then it knows that that's perfectly acceptable. Everyone is laying around here unconcerned, so it thinks that life must be easy. But when you start spending time in the company of people who are doing more, you start to want to do more yourself. If your goal is to grow your business, then surround yourself with other people who have done it or are currently doing it. And that's why I always invite new people we meet to our Vegan Business Tribe networking sessions to surround yourself with other motivated people who are making things happen. It's why I suggest you watch the interviews we record with vegan business owners on the website to make your brain think that it's surrounded by people who are doing successful things. Take that couple of hours that you were going to spend binging Netflix and instead go watch my interview with Kevin Newell about how he grew Humane Wildlife Solutions, a vegan pest control company that was recently voted Scotland's best pest control service. Or go watch Lisa's interview with Mike Hill from One Planet Pizza about how they first raised money through crowdfunding to start a vegan frozen pizza company and then how they found a vegan investor to take them to the next level. Because here's the sneaky bit. Your brain can't tell the difference. It doesn't realise that you don't actually know these people, that you're just watching a recording, and it starts to raise the bar for what it considers to be normal activity. All of a sudden, this lazy brain of yours, it starts to think that everyone is building a successful vegan business around you. And when your brain starts seeing that everyone else is doing something, it starts to think that maybe you should be doing it too. Because if everyone else is building boats around you, your brain doesn't want you to be the one who's getting swept away in the flood. And you can keep feeding your brain with these kinds of things. You can keep fooling it to start working towards all the things you want to achieve by exposing it to people who are actively achieving them. You will have heard the phrase, I am sure, if you put rubbish in, you get rubbish out. Well, that's exactly how you build your motivation. Motivation isn't something that hits you like a bolt of lightning. It's something that you have to build. Make time and give yourself permission to do it. Book a morning out, yes, actually in work time, and go and watch those interviews or go and listen to someone's story who's done what you want to do. Go spend time at conferences, spend time at digital marketing expos, growth hacking conferences, future trend events, all to surround yourself with people who find the idea of growing a business as normal as eating breakfast each morning. 
Let me just tell you a quick story about my best friend from school. Now, we both grew up in the same town, but when we finished university, I stayed here in the UK and he headed off to the States. And I spoke to him 12 months later and I could not believe how much his accent had changed. He spoke with a heavy American twang to his English accent. And now this wasn't something he consciously done, but because what he'd surrounded himself with had changed, his brain had reacted and changed him to match. And I saw a recording of him last year in a TV interview, and there was no trace of his Yorkshire accent left at all. You would think that he was born and raised in New York. And maybe you've noticed this happen yourself. Someone moves to a new country or even a new city and they're surrounded by different people and their accent and their behaviours change to match. And it's not a conscious decision. It's just, again, how our brains work. And the same thing happens when you surround yourself with successful people. Now, I'm very careful not to define too much what the word successful means here because it's different to us all. For you, successful might mean people who are making money or it might be people who have built a business that's made a huge difference in the world or success to you, that might be moral success. So someone who helps other people and sets a good example. To me, success means all those things and you can't have one without the others. And just like picking up a different accent, surrounding yourself with successful people, either virtually or in the real world, means your brain changes its output. And it doesn't do this consciously. Your brain just changes its baseline of what is normal to what it sees around it. And once you know this, once you know how your brain works, you can do everything you can to trick it into getting motivated. If you want to go and build a business, then spend time with people who are either doing it or have already successfully done it. Go find the people who have set up a successful business and listen to interviews with them. NPR, National Public Radio, they have a brilliant series of podcasts called How I Built This with Guy Raz. And over the years, he's interviewed everybody from the founder of Airbnb to Richard Branson to find out how they created their business. And usually they created it from nothing. Go read Seth Tibbetts' book about how he built vegan mega food brand Tofurky, all whilst living in a treehouse to save money. Or go listen to an interview with Ethan Brown from Beyond Meat. How many similarities will you spot in all these people's stories to where you are right now? Make the idea of growing your business seem normal, like it's what everyone around you is doing, and your brain will start nudging you towards doing it yourself. You can also start showing your brain what life could be like if you start taking action. So, for example, maybe one of your big dreams is to take to the road and live and work from a camper van, you know, have a different view out of your window every day. And I know people who have done this. And if that's the case, go start looking at camper vans now. 
And it does not matter if you think you're 10 years away from being able to do that, or if you've got absolutely no money in the bank at the moment. It doesn't matter. Go and find your local campervan dealer and start sitting in some campervans. Start to make this vision real. Start to get an idea of what it could be like. Or if your dream is to live in a certain kind of house in a certain area, then go find that house on Airbnb and book it for a long weekend. Because I assure you, once you get a taste of what achieving your goals will bring, then you will not want to hand those keys back. You will go home full of motivation to find ways to make it permanent. And as you start making these changes in your life, both mental in terms of what you're learning, but also physical in terms of what you're experiencing, your brain, it will stop working against you, expending energy, or at least it'll stop putting up so much of a struggle. Self-growth is one of the biggest motivators you will ever find because everything changes when you change. And it is down to you to change. You can't sit there waiting for someone to come along and change it for you. You are not a pot plant. <laughs> if we don't like the situation that we're in, then it's down to us to find a way to do something about it. Saying that though, reaching out for the help of others to kindle that spark of motivation, it is a good way of keeping it going, but you need to do it from a place of motivation first. If you reach out to others, expecting them to be responsible for your motivation, then you're only ever going to be disappointed. Having people to keep you accountable, however, that is a very powerful thing. In my last business, we had a weekly team roundup and report back every Monday afternoon. And now I scheduled it for a Monday afternoon on purpose, knowing that Monday morning would become the most productive few hours of a week as everyone scrambled around to get their tasks done in time for the meeting. Now, we could have just had that meeting once a month, but I know that all that same activity, it would have still just happened the day before the meeting. You can do the same with yourself. Find someone who's got a lot of business experience or someone who has already built the same kind of business that you want to build and ask them to keep you accountable. Have a 30-minute Zoom meeting scheduled just once a month and use it to set your goals and deadlines of tasks that you need to have completed in time for the next session. Or find an accountability buddy, and this might be someone else who is running a business similar to yours at the moment, and they want to buddy up with someone once a week or fortnight to keep you both under pressure. Now, I'm lucky because my accountability buddy is Lisa, and we've got each other to be accountable to. I'm lucky because I've got Lisa as my accountability buddy, and we're there to keep each other accountable. Because when you're doing a task just for yourself... It is so easy to let it slip. Remember, your brain will come up with all the excuses in the world. But when you're doing a task where someone else is expecting you to deliver, then it's a lot harder to squirm out of doing it. And this is what we do with Lisa's Make It Happen sessions once a month with our members. Each month, we have that open session where we all set our business goals and personal goals together. And then we report back the next month with how we all did. It's as fun as it is productive. And when 
you do start to feel that motivation. When you look back each month and see what you've achieved, pay attention to it. Celebrate it. Lisa and I, we've bought so many, possibly too many, vegan cakes in the past to celebrate when we've reached a certain milestone or to acknowledge completing a big task that we've been putting off. So remember to look back now and again to see how far you've climbed. Don't overlook what you are achieving every single day. Extrapolate. Say to yourself, well, if I've achieved this in one month, What will I achieve in the next three months if I keep working with this kind of motivation and this kind of enthusiasm? And finally, don't be afraid to hit the reset button now and again, because we all have to do it. And this might sound familiar. You get all motivated, you get some wins, but then you fall back into your bad habits. You stop feeding your brain with the good stuff, maybe because something else happened in your life that you needed to give attention to. Or maybe you were just really poor at time planning and you stopped taking the time out to work on your motivation. Or maybe you just ran out of steam and that's fine. Just hit the reboot button and start again. If you'd not had time to shower this morning, would you just stop showering for the rest of your life? (laughs) Or if you forgot to brush your teeth, would that be it? You tried, you failed, so now it's just a life of halitosis and expensive dental work for you. No, you get back to it at the earliest opportunity. And that's the same with motivation. It doesn't matter that you were motivated and now you're not. That wasn't a failure. That is not proof that you can't do motivation. You just let your tank run dry and you stopped where you got to. So fill it up again. But this time, you know the shortcuts and you will find that you get more motivated even quicker. And you will likely have to do this time and time again, just like driving your car. Know that you will have to recharge and refill and build that into your plan. So book yourself onto an event now that is several months away. Commit to things in the future now when you're at your most motivated because you know you might not be as motivated later. Join an accountability group because you know it will help you in the future when that motivation is dipping. Plan to keep your motivation going. Now, I really hope that what we've talked about in this session hits home. I've slipped in phrases that I live my life by, and you can feel free to steal them. Things like, you are not a pot plant. Everything changes when you change. You say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does showering, which is why you need to do it daily. I want to hear you start using these phrases yourself and I want to hear you saying them to other people so that they become your phrases, so that you really start owning and believing them. Okay, let's round up what we've gone through today just as a reminder bullet point list. Point one, the human brain, it evolves to stop you from expending energy unnecessarily. That's why motivation just doesn't last. It isn't a natural state of mind. It's something that you need to make a conscious effort to maintain. Point two, if your brain can see a real tangible benefit to doing something, such as not getting eaten by a bear, then it will give you 
all the motivation you need. So, sometimes introducing your own bear, such as having a deadline tied to a live event, that can be a really helpful tool for getting things done. Point three, tying your business to the vegan cause, that is also a great way to give you motivation. How many people do you think you've started on their vegan journey? Or how many animals' lives do you think your business has saved? Being on a mission, that is a great motivator. Four, Jim Ron said that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So how can you fool your brain into thinking that you're surrounded by people who have already achieved what you are wanting to achieve? Keep feeding your brain. Watch the interviews, read the books, go to the seminars. Point five, make it real. Go for viewings of your dream house, even if you think you're 10 years away from buying it. Go book the camper van for a week's holiday that you want to buy, because you won't want to give your keys back at the end. Your brain will start working on ways to make it permanent. And point six, make yourself accountable. Take responsibility for your motivation. Join an accountability group or find an accountability buddy. So, what are you going to do now? Are we going to just wrap this up and you're going to go back to what you're doing? Or are you going to use this motivation to actually take a step? Are you going to now spend 20 minutes with your notebook to plan out your motivation? Because you can't just sit there waiting for motivation to happen. Nothing is going to change until you take action until you trick that same lazy brain that we were all born with that it's worth you expending energy on making your business and yourself a success and right now that seems like quite a good place to start to me okay so that's it thank you so much for your time and i always feel like i'm having a real conversation with you and i always appreciate you giving me that time to listen and before you go if you are listening on a platform that lets you leave a review i'd really appreciate you giving us five stars just to let other people know that this is a podcast worth listening to and if anything that we've spoken about today has really helped you if it's really hit home I'd love it if you shared this episode with other people also, and then we can help them too. And as always, if you're not yet a member of our tribe, head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com because this is where you can find lots more advice, articles and interviews to get you motivated. And I would love to see you at one of our accountability group sessions as well, our Make It Happen workshops, so that we can help you keep that motivation going. Thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one.